You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. Hey, Bible students, have you noticed what's happening in Israel? Here we are now working on the fifth government in four years. That's something that I'm sure that is a bit of embarrassment to the people of Israel, but it also illustrates the days in which we're living, where a lot of people who working in the realm of democracy have great difficulty in coming to a unity of mind with other people in their country. Well, what we want to talk about today is worldwide government. That's what's coming. God knows this problem we have with democracy. And what God's going to do is he's going to set up a kingdom, a kingdom with a king and a king that's righteous. And he is going to, with that, solve the world problems. Look at this in Galatians 3, verse 28. In God's idea of setting up a government, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. You're all one in Christ Jesus. Now, that really says something about how God will look at this in the kingdom when he chooses the way that this government will be put together. So the first thing we want to make sure you understand is it's not a democracy. It's a kingdom. So those of us who have been used to democracies, and we know that you know a lot of us have, But then there's many people who have been subject to, you know, a dictator or another form of government, which uh, runs things quite differently. And you don't have the freedoms that you have in a democracy. But when you see what God says in Daniel chapter two, verse 44, you can see what he has in mind. In the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. It shall stand forever. Now, wouldn't that be something to have a kingdom which has got that stability to it, that we don't have to worry about the government falling. We don't think about things in, in terms of four years. We see it as God saying something that will happen and stay in place for that time. Now, the second thing, which is really, I think, significant, is that a lot of people who read their Bibles think that God set up the kingdom in heaven and that he will rule from heaven. Well, he has been ruling in a sense because he's always been behind what's going on in the nations. He's the one that sets up over nations whomsoever he wills, and they are the ones in authority. But what God has in mind for the future is he's going to have a kingdom on earth visible kingdom on earth. And that is the significance. You see, if you have been a Christian for some time, you've probably said this a number of times in prayer, because Jesus taught us to pray in Luke 11, verse 2. So he said unto them, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom is coming. It is not here yet. Not the kingdom that he has told us about in his word. And when it does, 
God's will will be done on earth. Well, God's will is done in a sense on earth because he's not lost control, although he's allowed a lot of freedom for people. But what he has in mind for the age to come is much different. Then it says God's will will be done on earth. For instance, Jesus Christ is the one who is to be the king, but he's to be a king on David's throne. It's not as if Jesus Christ comes back to the earth to be a king without any basis for it. No, look at this passage in Luke 1. Again, people have sang this at Christmas time. They've, they've heard people sing it in the, in the Messiah. But what Jesus says, or what Jesus is, uh, is mentioned about, what said, it said about his name in Luke chapter 1, is what I want to focus on. The angel said, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. So his name was called Jesus by God's declaration, not because someone chose that for him. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give unto him the throne of his father, David. So it's an old kingdom that is restored. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Now, you can see in that Bible students, the thing that brings Bible students to the forefront. Because we don't base our ideas on one passage. There's very few places, although there are a couple, where we really do just have one passage to consider. But in almost all cases, we have, for instance, in the Gospels, we have four records to compare. We have the, the comments and the epistles on those Gospel records so that we can see more clearly the unanimous position of those who knew God's will. There will be a kingdom that will have no end. Jesus Christ will be the king and he will be on David's throne. The capital city, well, Jerusalem. Why do we say that? Well, because the Bible says that. Look, it says it first in the Old Testament in Psalm 48, verse 2. Behold an elevation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. The great king was yet to come at that time, and he still is yet to come to be on the throne of David. New Testament, yes, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 34, 35, I say unto you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Yes, the capital city, spelled out in the Bible. It will be Jerusalem. Who will be the governors? Who will be the ones that assist Jesus Christ? Well, the Bible offers that to people at that time will be immortal. You see, this is where the continuity of these promises of God come to play. God has promised this to people since there have been people on earth, that there would be a time in the future which would be like the seventh day of creation where he rested. He will give them a, peop a people uh, an age of rest, but they would have to be immortal to live that long because people at that time would have to live uh, to be an age of a thousand years and, of course, add on what they are to start. Look at it. Revelation chapter 2, verse 26, 27. And he who overcomes, that is the mortals at the present time, and keeps my works until the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed 
to pieces like a potter's vessel, as I also have of my father, received from my father. The subjects of the age to come, because if there's a kingdom, there has to be subjects. That will be the mortal nations that are left. They see all of this is spelled out very clearly in the scriptures. It's not as if we're, we're making this up. You can check this out. That's what Bible students do. That's why we, we believe that Bible students have the inside track, because they consult their God. Zechariah 14, verse 16, it shall come to pass that everyone who was left of all the nations which came up against Jerusalem to go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Yes, there will be nations that will be left, but what we must remember is that it clearly says in Zechariah that there will be only one-third of the population of Israel, that's the state of Israel presently, that will be left after the onslaught of the Russian-led confederacy coming against Israel. That's a lot of life. Look, if there's roughly eight to nine billion people and a third of them are survivors, here is another Holocaust. Yes, six million people will lose their lives when Russia moves against Israel. But God has often worked in proportion to what losses or what gains are in Israel, so he does in the world at large. If there are about 8 billion to 9 billion people at the time of the coming of the Lord, and these judgments go out through the earth, there will be a tremendous loss of life. We have to understand that, that even if the war is in some other place, the loss of life because of the war and because of what God does to stop the war and bring nations to their senses, there will be that kind of a loss. The nations that are left, the people that are left, will come up to Jerusalem year by year to worship the king. That's the idea. But the outcome, you see, is what God has in mind for the earth. This is the good news that Jesus went about in the gospel records when he taught the people of the kingdom of God, of the kingdom of heaven that would come to the earth. The idea would be peace and security. And we read in Micah chapter 4 just that. He shall judge between many peoples. Well, I think uh, Bible students would agree that he is the Lord Jesus Christ. He will rebuke strong nations afar so off. They will beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. That's the basis of the peace and security of the age to come, that the nations will be disarmed. Then the, the armaments will be destroyed. People will not be employed in making weapons of mass destruction or weapons at all in the kingdom age. They will concentrate on agriculture, as we'll see that the population that is left goes back to cultivate the earth in a peaceful and a secure way. The kingdom age, we're told in the scriptures, will last a thousand years. So God's worldwide government, it says in Revelation 20, verse 4, and it says it in again in other places in Revelation, they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Well, we know we don't live mortally for a thousand years. He's talking of the people that will live and reign 
with Christ for a thousand years. You have to be immortal to live that long. But that's what God offers people. That's the good news of the kingdom, which Jesus went about talking to people about. That is the good news for our age, that there is a time coming on this earth when this problem with government and governments and conflict with governments and nations with nations will be over. And the Lord Jesus Christ will reign and we'll have true peace on earth. So that's the idea of the world government the Bible talks about. And next video, we want to talk about the Antichrist identified. That will be a, a very interesting talk for many because a lot of people who belong to Christian communities, I believe that we can show have it totally mixed up as to who the Antichrist is. But that's next video. Until that time, may your study of God's word bring you prosperity and help you in your understanding. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org if you enjoyed the episode then please share it with others until next time may god bless you in your studies and your walk towards god's kingdom amen